Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back for another episode of Let's Talk Broncos. Uh, took a little vacation last week, but we're back for episode three. Um, just like to say, don't forget to follow us on Twitter at, at @talkbroncosjosh, and on Facebook, you can search for Let's Talk Broncos. Um, a little slow in the beginning of the off season, as it typically is. Plus, we got the week off, um, the Pro Bowls this week. No, I don't, nobody cares about that. But Super Bowl next week with the Eagles and the Patriots should be a good one. But um, I think I'm probably leaning towards uh, the Patriots are going to win that game just because of you know history and and their type of their preparation and the fact that you know Nick Foles had a great game in the NFC Championship game, but. Um, I, I just don't think he'll be able to do enough, enough, even though how good the Phillies defense is. But it's a little preview. We may talk a little bit more about the Super Bowl coming up uh, uh, at the end of the show or possibly on next week's uh, show before the actual game. So I just kind of wanted to get into a little bit of what's been going on. The main thing that uh, is happening right now for um, uh, the scouting in the offseason in preparation for the draft coming up in a few months is uh, the Senior Bowl. And uh, as we talked about before, the Broncos have both Baker Mayfield and Josh Allen on their senior bowl team on the North team. They were actually requested for Baker Mayfield to be on the team. Um, so just to kind of do a little bit of a recap, obviously I, I wasn't at the senior bowl. I'd love to have been there. So I'm just kind of gathering information from all around and what I've watched uh, on NFL Network or other uh video sources, Twitter, just kind of gathering my impressions and then other things I've heard from those who know better than me and kind of making my overall early opinion on some of the guys. Um, we could first talk about, you know, Baker Mayfield. And, and when it comes to the Senior Bowl, the game is uh, on Saturday. Uh, the game doesn't mean a whole lot. It's mostly pointless um, at this point. They don't get a whole lot, lot of reps as, as far as the game goes. But practice is what really matters is in the classroom and the meetings. Um, so it's really nice that the Broncos coaching staff is there in charge of the North team. So they get a, you know more of a hands-on look um, at these quarterbacks and other players as well. But we'll talk about a few of the main players that uh, the Broncos have interest in that could possibly be drafting in that at number five spot or even uh, in the top of the second round or even if they want to move back into the first round. See, the, the big thing about moving back into the first round, people may say, you know, you some of these guys you may say well it's a reach to trade all the way back into the first round but you got to remember now with the new collective bargaining agreement and this rookie wage scale and, and salary cap that if you draft a guy in the first round you get that fifth year option that's something you don't get with guys that you draft in uh from the second round on so just quickly uh you know baker mayfield he's been impressing uh, that he's been very accurate, very, very collected, very poised, very confident. You know, st I've, I've heard that he struggled a little bit under center. He dropped a few snaps, but we're talking about a guy that's had three snaps under center in two years, in the last two years. So that's kind of a red flag. Um, but there's there's so much more to Baker Mayfield. He's He's got, you know, quality arm strength. He's not going to blow you away like Josh Allen will with his arm strength, but he's got – that confidence he, he actually measured in at just over six feet tall which was a big thing everyone was wondering about he was uh six foot and three eighths um so a lot of people were wondering you know what's he gonna come in at is he gonna come under six is that gonna start with a six so i think it was great news for him that it started with a six um he did miss the actual uh you know presented weigh-ins to all the scouts you know they get up on stage and you know in their underwear and all that which is whatever um, his wife, his, his um, mother was in the hospital, so uh, he didn't miss the first day, which is which is fine. You understand that you you know family first. 
So, and, and, and one of the things that I've heard from is uh, Charlie Casserly, who says that right, right out of the bat, right out, right out of college, right now, Baker Mayfield was better than Jared Goff was coming out of college. Now, Jared Goff went number one overall. Does that mean Baker Mayfield is going to go number one overall? I don't think so. I wouldn't. I wouldn't even take him at number five if I was the Broncos. But, you know, taking um, a guy who who he has all the intangible. He's not going to blow you away with his physical ability. It's mostly his his demeanor and, and, and that's really going to take hold in which – makes me think that he has the opportunity to be successful quarterback in the NFL. I like I said before I've really um delved into what makes Baker Mayfield Baker Mayfield. I I've heard a lot of the 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 um lazy analysis about him being just being another Johnny Manziel and I kind of fell into that a little bit and you know there are parts of him you know the off the field stuff, the antics, even the antics on the field that kind of turn you off but there's 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 a lot more when it comes to his his confidence and his you know his swagger that that people really like and you can see it and it, and it translated to the practice out there for the senior bowl and and he was turning heads and I don't think he did enough for the Broncos to want to say hey we're going to go and take him at number five um so I wouldn't expect that but there are rumors a couple other teams interested in him the Jets who uh don't pick long after Denver so I'm not sure if Denver really wants him and if they want to move back and take him that they can move back too far and another team is the New Orleans Saints I've heard have interest in him but they you know clearly with making the playoffs uh getting to the divisional round pick a lot later than the Broncos so I'm not sure that's a team that they have to worry about too much unless the willing unless the Saints are willing to uh make one of these deals and you know sell the farm to um to move up ahead of the Broncos if they really think the Broncos are going to take him at five which I don't believe will happen I don't um I think the Broncos should take um the best player available regardless of uh of it being a position of need and another thing about baker mayfield one of the biggest things is is this rpo that's it's making its way you know it's increasing and it's 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 um it's showing the league i mean you see nick Foles running it in philadelphia and so i think that bodes well for baker mayfield in his transition to the nfl just because um they can use parts of that i don't believe you're ever going to see a complete you know this RPO run pass option, uh, simple read uh, type of. I don't think you're going to see that from entire playbook at any point, but it is becoming more and more popular in the NFL, which bodes well for his um, opportunities. So, and uh, you know, another main guy we're talking about with Josh Allen. He came in at six four and seven eighths, just under six five. Uh, his arm strength has just been. I mean, I, we all knew he had a strong arm, and you could see it on film, but. Um, from from everything you're getting from scouts and 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 uh, executives and coaches uh, out there at the Senior Bowl is that his arm strength is out of this world. I mean he's blow, he's blowing people away. But the thing is that he's his lack of accuracy or con- and consistency is has been alarming, and which makes him seem like more of a project when it comes to that. But there's just something about him. And um, I watched his presser, and you know I watched him practice. Um, I looked and I spent hours the other day going over and watching film from every game he played last year, and there's just something about him. I know, I, I know, an intermediate and and usually to the middle of the field and deep throws. He's very inconsistent with his mechanics. Um, he can be very inaccurate at times, 
But to me, there's just something about I. You know, I know you don't want to fall in love with just strictly arm strength. Um, you know, people start talking. Oh, Jay Cutler had the strongest arm. I, I think Jay Cutler's. You know, even as a Broncos fan, and some of you may not agree with this, he's one of the more underrated overall because he had so much talent, so much talent, and people don't like his personality, and I get that. Um, but if you could take a Josh Allen with that kind of ar- kind of arm strength, and you can coach him to be more accurate or build around his strengths, like throwing the ball to the outside or throwing the you know the long uh, dig routes, and he has the arm strength to do that, and he's actually pretty accurate when it comes to that. And in comparison to Mayfield, he's had much more um, experience under center. So, you know, with Mayfield, you take Mayfield, you got to think, okay, what kind of offense are we willing to run? Are we willing to work out of the shotgun for the most part, at least to the beginning? Um, you don't have to worry about that with Josh Allen. He spent time in both. So he 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 can he can do that he has he has the experience under center where you could step right in he ran a more of a pro style offense at wyoming and you don't have to make too many adjustments um as far as that goes so but like i said his mechanics his footwork inconsistent you could see it in all his film there's sometimes where he just steps up and he just rips it and his foot and his footwork and his mechanics look great but there's the inconsistency is is what a lot of teams are going to look at and say okay is he worth this high of a pick? Uh, does, is he worth the fifth pick in Denver? I'll tell you what. If the Broncos go out and Elway goes out and gets it done and is able to bring in Cousins and uh, doesn't have to give up the kind of tr- uh, draft capital, that it, meaning them, if they don't have to give that number five pick to the Redskins, say the Redskins put a transition tag on Cousins and, and ask for that, then I think, honestly, Josh Allen may be the best quarterback for them to pick if even if they get Kirk Cousins and let him sit behind Kirk Cousins for a few years. Now, I don't think Josh Allen's going to be available in that top of the fifth round, nor do I think he's going to be available in the bottom of the first round. So I think it's it's either or. You know, In a dream world, I'd say they get Cousins and they find a way to get Allen in the middle of the first, but you know, quarterback, you know, starved league, I just don't see that happening. So I... Josh Allen, to me, passes the eye test. So I like Josh Allen. In comparison to Baker Mayfield, there's so much that Baker Mayfield brings to the table, and it's mostly from from a, a leadership standpoint, a confidence standpoint. And I know Josh Allen has that confidence, and we haven't seen him be as much of a leader as a Baker Mayfield, but, but to me, Josh Allen passes the eye test in every way, and I would have no problem with them taking Josh Allen. And in some ways, he's grown on me. I wouldn't have them uh, an issue with them taking Baker Mayfield, but definitely not. I wouldn't take either of them at the number five pick. And if you could find a way to work something out to you can get one of them, you know, later, maybe in the mid first round, I'd be totally fine with that. But like I said, I think up at that top five pick, you kind of got to take, you know, best player available. And maybe you go with a tackle that you need, like a McGlinchey. Um, or there's also been rumors swirling that the Broncos have tremendous interest in uh, Saquon Barkley, which. I think they're going to have to move up. I don't think there's any way uh, he will be available at five, especially with the Browns having two picks before the Broncos picks one. You know, the, I feel like it, the Browns could potentially take Barkley at number one. Um, but also at the same time, if the Browns fall in love with a quarterback, the Giants are picking at two. We know the Colts won't go with a quarterback at three. So if the, the Browns have any inkling or, or worry about the Giants taking the quarterback that they want, because we fully expect the Giants to go quarterback, 
I think they they would have to go quarterback if they're worried about that. But if not, maybe they go Saquon Barkley for the same reason that the Giants need a running back too, and the Giants would love to have a guy like a Saquon Barkley. So there's just there's it's exciting as a Broncos fan. I hope you guys are excited because I'm excited, and you know right now it's a little slow, but we're still a few months away from the draft, and you know, and we're still some times away a uh, time away from the um, pro days and. The uh, combine, so there's a lot that can happen between now and then. Then mostly off the field, because at this point the Senior Bowl being over, there's not really anything more they're gonna do on the field until pro days and combine. Which again, pro days, it's all scripted. Combine is, I'm for the most part scripted, and you can't get a whole lot from that. But it's it's mostly to give teams more time to talk to the person as opposed to see the player on the field. Because at this point, you kind of just got to know between the senior bowl practices and what you've seen on film from them in college, uh, what to expect as far as that goes, and can you fix it? Like like with a Josh Allen with the accuracy. Uh, you'll hear uh, lots, of, uh, lots of guys uh, talk about how these coaches, they really think that they could take these you know, these little things like the inaccuracy or the inconsistency with his footwork and mechanics, and they can fix it because they fall in love with his size, almost 6'5". We know John Elway loves that tall, strong quarterback. His arms, he's 6'5", six, six, they believe he weighed in at 230 pounds. He's a big dude, 237, I believe. He's he's a big guy, strong guy, and he, he passes the eye test. He's He's got all the physical skills you want to see in an NFL quarterback, and to make uh, a comparison, oh, he's just big, like, you know, Paxton Lynch. No, Josh Allen, you know, didn't run this uh, spread. He ran more of a pro-style offense. And when you look at him, he's a he's built he's built like a like a linebacker, like a like a, a smaller pass rusher as opposed to um, Paxton Lynch, who's kind of lanky and he's kind of like a, sh- a string bean. And uh, don't get me wrong, he's strong and he's you know he's and he's faster than Josh Allen. But Josh Allen can run. If you watch the tape, Josh Allen can run. Um, so, you know, looking at those two quarterbacks, those are the main guys I think right now because I don't believe there's any way a Josh Rosen is available. If a Sam Darnold is going to be available, um, I, it's, it's hard to really gauge the interest uh, in Sam Darnold right now. Um, I know every team that needs a quarterback's got interest in Josh Rosen. Um, but uh, Josh Rosen's not going to be there at five. I don't, I don't think so because if the uh, if the – Browns, you know, shy away from Josh Rosen saying he doesn't want to play for the Browns. Um, I don't think there's any doubt that the Giants take uh, Rosen at number two. So Josh Rosen would be my guy as far as drafting a quarterback and starting him right away. I think he's he 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 could fit right right in uh, immediately, but don't expect him to be there at five. So it's going to be interesting and, like I said, very exciting because. Free agency is going to come before the draft or any of that. So we're going to know whether or not going to the draft we have Kirk Cousins uh, with us uh, in Denver. So that's fingers crossed because that's my number one. I don't care what they have to pay for Cousins because I do think that he's can be a special quarterback. Um, you know, you, you, you get some guys, especially like a Mike Evans from 104.3, the fan, that's talking about, it, it, you know, he makes me – he drives me nuts. He makes me want to pull my hair out when he's talking about Kirk Cousins because I'll be like, oh, well, what about a, a Case Keenum who just, you know, yeah, he lost the NFC Championship game, but he was there. He was in the playoffs. He won a playoff game. And I all I can think to myself is, like, yeah, Mike, he, uh, he had one of the best defenses in the NFL and lots of weapons on offense. You don't think uh, if 
Kirk Cousins was playing for the Vikings that the Vikings aren't in the Super Bowl right now because I'd I could I would want to put I would take any amount of money and put it on the fact that if Kirk Cousins was with the Vikings the Vikings would be in the Super Bowl and not the Eagles so that's the difference Case Keenum was surrounded by a lot Cousins was not surrounded by a lot I'm not too worried about Cousins past record you're talking about a guy that's completing mid 60s for uh and completion percentage for his career he's got a two to one touchdown to interception ratio and he's consistent he's already proven himself to be a top 10 quarterback he's a proven commodity whatever you have to do even if you have to give up draft capital i'd rather not give up that number five pick but to give it up for a proven quarterback who's going to be yeah 30 years old but he's still got a solid six what six to eight years of his prime maybe seven um so I'd give up. I'd give up everything for Cousins. Cousins is number is number one. But if you're looking at quarterbacks they could possibly draft at number five, I really think Mayfield and Allen are going to be the only ones that you could even make the argument that would be worthy of that pick. But like I said, I wouldn't take them there. I'd look to take the best player available, which is probably going to be, you know, a tackle or, you know, what if miraculously a Saquon Barkley. Uh, is there maybe they go on the defensive side of the ball and go with like a, a Minka Fitzpatrick if he doesn't get you know there's talk of uh, the Browns maybe going with him and he's well worth it you, you take that defense is great you make them stronger uh, well the defense was really good last year they got overshadowed by a horrible offense I still think that defense has the possibility to, of being great even if they lose to leave uh, I still think that's possible especially if they lose to leave and you you move Roby outside and you bring in a Minka Fitzpatrick. I know he's not your your cornerback, your nickelback, but he can come inside and play that nickel position. He can play safety. He can play that hybrid linebacker. He's you know Swiss Army knife, and I I, I would love to see Minka Minka Fitzpatrick play for the Broncos. So, but uh, just kind of moving on to more of a Senior Bowl type stuff. Michael Gallup, CSU product. He's been another guy that's been impressing. Uh, we've been talking from guys like Cecil Lammy about how he is an elite elite route runner you know and he he's played he's practiced so well and shown so well at the senior bowl that he's probably uh maybe priced himself out of the broncos because if they maybe could have snagged a guy like that who has the potential to be a number one receiver maybe in the early second round he may have moved himself up to a position where he's going to be taken in the first round so he's kind of moved away from the broncos but, you know, it'll be interesting to kind of see local, you know, the CSU and stuff. So it, they need a receiver and they need one bad. We don't know if Emmanuel Sanders is necessarily going to be with the team next year. Signs are pointing to that he probably will because I'm not sure they're going to find a, a trade partner for that. But Michael Gallup hasn't been impressing. And uh, just, you know, just real quick, another uh, a guy who's kind of been impressing is Will Hernandez, guard from UTEP. Uh, big dude, uh, 6'3", 340 pounds. He he'd be great. I'm one of the guys who goes, maybe you you maybe you do stay away from guard and you you move Leary back to left guard and you give McGovern our true chance to play that right guard position because that's a big dude too and and he's a mauler and spe- and and he can block he can run block so but Will Hernandez coming out of UTEP he was coached by. Uh, current Broncos, um, one of their two offensive line coaches, Sean Kugler, was a head coach at UTEP, and um, but I, he's been a guy who's just throwing dudes around. He's a big mall. Three hundred forty pounds is huge, and I and I really think that no matter what, you have to figure out a situation where you can move Leary back to left guard. And I think a guy like Will Hernandez, if he's available at the top of the second round, which uh, you know with the way he's been impressing at the Senior Bowl, isn't necessarily likely. 
but I think that would be a, gr- a great option there. And you know they need the offensive line help. Quarterback and offensive line is the the biggest thing. So and 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 going back to Josh Allen, there's been rumors, uh, but from NFL scouts and executives saying that uh, they they think Allen to Denver is is pretty much a done thing. They they must uh, think that. Um, John always fall in love with with his size and and he's probably fall in love with the person because he, when you you know you listen to his presser you know that he's openly admits he knows he's got the inconsistencies uh, with his mechanics and his footwork and the, and the accuracy and he's willing to work for it and you love to hear you love to hear that kind of stuff so um, if Allen is a lock to Denver even if it is at five I, I know I I've continued to say I don't believe. Uh, outside of Rosen, any of these quarter maybe Darnold, but uh, I actually tend to like an Allen or a Mayfield more than a Darnold. But I'm just not. Sh- I don't believe outside of Rosen that any of these quarterbacks are really worth the fifth pick. Um, but that's not up to me to decide. Obviously, that's up to the Broncos. And if they really like Allen, they can't let the fact that Paxton Lynch has let them down and has become a bust really shy them away from going after their guy. Um, so. Um, and with that number five pick, you know, I have a couple of, of ideas. Let's say they do have Kirk Cousins. I think bringing in Kirk Cousins obviously it give, affords you that opportunity to not take a quarterback in the, in the, with the first, fifth pick or, or even not to take a quarterback at all. I really think it affords you that. But, you know, if they, if, you know, like I said, free agency will be before the draft. Let's say they bring in Cousins, you know. Right now, we, we're not going to know. Free agency starts March 14th. We don't know what the Redskins exactly are planning on doing with uh, Kirk Cousins. I don't believe they're going to franchise tag him because then they're going to be on the hook for $34 million. Uh, and I don't think they want to do that because they're not in love with uh, Kirk Cousins, which blows my, well, it blows my mind from a certain standpoint. But then again, we understand that Dan Snyder is one of the most incompetent owners in the NFL, probably next to Jerry Jones. So, Or maybe they do slap him with a transition tag, which would force the Broncos at some point to give up some kind of draft capital. But we're it's kind of slow right now. It's going to be a couple, uh, you know, we're looking at six weeks till free agency starts. So anything can happen, really, between now and then. But let's say Cousin does end up in Denver. Let's say... They they have cousins. They still have the number one pick. Do they maybe try to give up a little bit? They've got their quarterback. They know they can get a guard like possibly a Will Hernandez or improve or a tackle and improve that offensive line either early in the second or potentially trade back into the first. Um, I've seen some mock drafts that have McGlinchey going late in the first. Maybe that's a possibility. Maybe they use some of the draft capital to move up and get a Saquon Barkley. In my opinion, they'd have to move up pretty far because. There's, I think the Giants at number two are going to go Barkley or Rosen. If Rosen's available, I think they go Rosen. If Cleveland does go with Rosen, which I just find unlikely considering the words that Rosen has come out saying, has, has been very honest about not wanting to play for the Browns, that I think the Browns p- probably would go Barkley. You have um, uh, Mel Kuyper's mock draft having Josh Allen go number one of the Browns. I, I really don't see that, but then again, if you fall in love with a guy, you go get him um, at whatever cost. And if you miss, you miss. Not everyone's going to hit on every pick. Um, yes, we're all upset that Elway misses, missed on Lynch, but that can't uh, make him shy away from going after a guy if they fall in love with a guy. Um, like I said, Rosen unlikely. If Saquon Barkley, if they could possibly move up for Saquon Barkley, I think he's a game changer. I think he makes immediate impact. He's, I believe, no matter 
whether the Broncos stay at five or move up, if Barkley is there, he's the best player available to me, honestly. And you hear from a lot of people that he's a can't-miss prospect and uh, that he's the safest prospect. And I tend to I tend to agree with that the dude is he's a he's a baller. I mean, he's he's he he can do he can do everything. He can run. He can catch the ball to the backfield. He can block. He can pass block. He can do everything. Um, also with the number five pick, if a Sam Darnold's there, things are kind of quiet on Sam Darnold. Uh, I'm not. I'm not sure how high I am on Sam Darnold. Um, I went and I watched the film. He has some some of the inconsistencies in the mechanics that a Josh Allen does, but Josh Allen has a little more size and has that arm strength that just blows you away, which is why I don't put Darnold as high on my list as a Josh Allen. Um, so you never know. I mean, there's been the rumors also that the Redskins are very interested in Sam Darnold. So maybe the Redskins, outside of the Kirk Cousins thing, want to talk with Denver about that number five pick. Uh, so, But we'll see about that. And uh, like we talked about a little early, Minka Fitzpatrick, if he's available at five and Saquon Barkley's off the board and Josh Rosen isn't available, Minka Fitzpatrick's the best player available in my opinion. I mean, the dude is a Swiss Army knife. He's all over the field. He's got an attitude. He comes from Alabama. I mean, you know, people want to talk about, oh, these Alabama players, they've, you know, they've got the hell beat out of them over their two, three, four years there. Uh, but they know how to win. They know what it takes. They have that kind of attitude. And I, I love, I, anytime you can get an Alabama player um, on your team, you should love it. So, and, you know, a lot of people saying, at the number five pick, if they were to go like a Quentin Nelson, like a guard, a lot of people say that's too high. For me, it, depending on how things play out in the first four picks, it would be hard to see Nelson as being the best player available. But um, which in that case is, I don't think either Nelson or McGlinchey would go in the top four. So therefore, if you get to that number five pick and you're looking to build on the offensive line, I would absolutely go McGlinchey because he's the type of tackle that can be uh, like a Joe Thomas for the next 10 years, 12 years. So, But Nelson is an option there because he's arguably the best offensive lineman in college football from the last year. So, And we, you know, we talked about trading up with Saquon Barkley, but I've, I've been thinking a lot about the opportunity of potentially trading back especially if you bring in a Kirk Cousins, the Bills pick at 21 and 22. If you could find a way to move back from five and move down to 21 and 22, and you get that kind of draft capital, bring in two first. I understand you're moving back a ways, but this is if you if you bring in a Kirk Cousins. At 21 and 22, there is the possibility not necessarily all that likely but there's a possibility you can get nelson and mcglinchy in back-to-back picks now for a team that's struggling tremendously on the offensive line that is like a dream come true when it comes to improving the offensive line in the draft so that would be kind of interesting to see if that um could potentially happen but like i said that's it's i'm not sure denver would be willing to move back that far but i'm talking if they were to get cousins and they're not planning on taking quarterback in the first round maybe you look towards that top pick in the second round or even the third round you you know can snag a guy like a luke falk or a mason rudolph uh later in the draft those are always possibilities so i've talked about what they should do with that number five pick if they bring in Cousins. Now, what if they don't bring in Cousins? Now, this list for me is a lot shorter because I have tremendous confidence that Cousins will be a Bronco. Um, Obviously, I'm just 
a guy doing a podcast uh, in my house, so I don't have any inside information <laughs> or anything like that. I just, I feel it. I feel it in my bones. I felt it when they were uh, courting Peyton. I just, I felt it. And for some reason, I've got this 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 confidence that's actually stronger than when they were trying to court Peyton. And I just, I knew it. And people would ask me, even when he first became a free agent, you know, where's Peyton going to go? I always said, Denver, Denver, Denver. And I just got this strong, strong feeling that Cousins is going to be a Bronco. So my list is shorter. It's like, with that number five pick, if they don't get Cousins, let's say they bring in a bridge guy. Maybe they bring in a Keenum. Uh, maybe somehow, some way, they find a way to get an Alex Smith. I don't think Kansas City's going to trade him within the division. Um, you, I mean, you'd have to give Kansas City so much for him to, to be traded within the division. I mean, you're looking at you would have to give Kansas City that number five pick, which Alex Smith, at this stage of his career, not worth the number five pick. So in all honesty... If they don't get Cousins, I think trading back might actually be their best option. Um, unless there's a guy like a Saquon Barkley or a Mika Fitzpatrick available at number five. Um, they could move back and still get guys like Nelson and McGlinchey. Like I said, I've seen a, a mock draft that had McGlinchey, I believe, going somewhere in the range of 24 or 25. So uh, coming up, we'll t- I'll just go what uh, a couple of the bigger uh mock drafts have the Broncos taking with that number five pick so I think that trading back could be an option uh just getting best player available at that point I uh mentioned possibly trading back with Buffalo for the 21st and 22nd pick that'd be kind of interesting to have you know later middle of the first round having back-to-back picks especially if guys like a Nelson and McGlinchey both available at that point could you imagine that that would solidify that offensive line you put McGlinchey at left tackle you move Bowles over to right tackle you move Leary back to left guard and you put uh, Quentin Nelson at right guard and you have Matt Paradis who's one of the best one of the most underrated centers in, in all of the league and and then at that point it gives you the option of taking a, a Mason Rudolph or a Luke Falk uh, later in the round, uh, later in the draft, and, and you know, second, third round. I don't think they're gonna slip that far, especially you know, like I said, quarterback starved league. Um, and we'll talk more about guys like a Mason Rudolph or a Luke Falk as we get closer to the draft because they're they're the hype on them isn't as high. You know, uh, Rudolph also coming from like an RPO spread type uh, situation like Mayfield was, and Falk out of that air raid air raid system. There's a lot of people that love Falk. Uh, that so. It's it's not ideal to kind of think about if they don't get cousins. I know there's some of you that say don't spend the money, don't give up the possible potential draft capital you have to give up to get a Kirk Cousins. But for me, I'm all in on Kirk Cousins. Give me Kirk Cousins, and we'll figure out the rest. That's that's me though. Um, so uh, like I said, we were talking a little bit about mock drafts. I'm gonna kind of give just just a few. Just you know, Mel Kiper Jr., Todd McShay, a CBS overall mock draft, and Daniel Jeremiah from the NFL Network. Uh, you know, Kiper has Sam Darnold going to Denver at number five, but that also is, is with Kiper saying that Josh Allen goes to Cleveland at number one. I just I don't think Josh Allen even at five is worth the pick. So obviously, I'm not gonna think he's worth it at one. But the Browns don't necessarily make the brightest decisions but then again maybe Josh Allen does turn out to be the next Carson Wentz you never really know because he he has Josh Rosen going uh, number two to the Giants which is why I say I don't believe Josh Rosen will be available available at five so quarterback is not the way to go in my personal opinion but 
And then you got Todd McShay, you know, the two ESPN guys. You know, Todd McShay actually has Sam Darnold going one to Cleveland and then Josh Allen going five uh, to Denver. You know, whether if I would be much more comfortable with going with a Josh Allen or a Baker Mayfield with that number five pick, if they don't get Cousins, like I said, I'm very confident that they get Cousins. Also, like I've said, I don't think either of those quarterbacks should be taken at number five. Uh, I think best player available would not be one of them. Um, but you, you need a quarterback. We all know this. And f- for me, Josh Allen really passes the eye test. I know the inconsistencies I've talked about. I know the footwork, the mechanics. I would really, really love if they don't get Cousins to go with Josh Allen. A lot of you will shy away, you know, lower competition school, just like a Paxton Lynch. He's not Paxton Lynch, so we could, should kind of just – you know, roll that narrative up and toss it in the trash because I don't believe that at all. And then you got a, a CBS mock draft saying they do get Josh Rosen at five. Um, to, in my personal opinion, it's kind of laughable because I just don't see that as a possibility. I re- I truly, truly don't. Um, Daniel Jeremiah says that they do go ahead and fix their quarterback situation in free agency. He didn't necessarily say they go out and get Cousins. But he does think that they fix this. They go probably go with a bridge quarterback, um, like a um, like a Case Keenum, like a much less uh, real uh, reality of if getting a an Alex Smith. I don't see that happening. So he says they go with a Quentin Nelson at five, and you get a lot of people saying that's way too early to go with a guard. And in my opinion, I don't think it's too early to go with a guard per se, but. If you're talking about Nelson and McGlinchey both being there, I go McGlinchey. I go with the tackle, especially that high. So, uh, you know, just a few of the mock drafts and what they well, Obviously, we'll be talking a lot more mock drafts. I'll actually be even be constructing my own mock drafts just for the Broncos, uh, not for every team, that uh, I'll kind of introduce to you in episode four next week. But, you know, it's kind of slow right now. Like I said, March 14th, free agency starts. That's where it's really going to start to pick up. Uh, you're still you're gonna see what the Redskins ultimately do with Kirk Cousins, which is the the big name uh, that you got to consider right now for the Broncos at the quarterback situation uh, uh, position. And I I truly believe that Kirk Cousins will be a Bronco. If I'm if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I'm not gonna you know pay, place money on it. I just I am confident. Uh, just it's the NFL. You never know. Um, so just kind of uh, you know go, few more things that are going on. There's rumors of Tlaib being gone. Uh, ultimately, if they can't find a trade partner, I think the chances of Tlaib being cut unless he's uh, willing to take a significant uh, pay cut are, are pretty high. You hate I don't want to see Tlaib go. You hate him when he's on not on your team. You love him when he's on your team. He's he's still uh, you know at the top of his game. So I'd love to see Tlaib today, but with that uh, with eight eight and a half uh, nine million dollar fifth year option for Roby kicking in, they just can't ex- really afford. That because it would also be a lot cheaper to get rid of Tlaib and go ahead and uh, draft a Minka Fitzpatrick at number five. Uh, you know, he's not that shut down style corner, so I know he doesn't replace Tlaib, but he's, like I said, Swiss Army knife on defense, and he could do everything. He can play corner for you, he could play safety, he can uh, play linebacker, he can blitz, he can rush the passer, you know, he can do everything. So I'd, that's, that's a number five pick that I would be. St- you know, standing up, pumping my fist, cheering for him or Saquon Barkley at number five. If they have the opportunity to get either one of those guys, I'd love it. Um, 
Do you hear the? Yeah, there's apparent interest uh, from the Falcons uh, in a trade for Trevor Simeon. Greg Knapp, uh, former quarterbacks coach here uh, with the Broncos, is now with the uh, Falcons. So the Falcons will be looking for a backup for Matt Ryan. We know Simeon's not going to go there and start, but there is that interest in at this point. Any kind of draft capital you can get for a Trevor Simeon uh, would be great. Uh, so. I think that's uh, a possibility. I've heard rumors of other teams interested, but the Falcons are really the ones that were named and, and stick out. And according to Cecil Lamy at 104.3 The Fan, apparently there's a surprise potential interest in Paxton Lynch. Um, I get it. It's only been two years. He's still young. A lot of you um, will argue with me on social media. Oh, he's, you think I'm just, I'm calling out Paxton Lynch the person by calling him a bust. And let's be honest. It, he's a bust. I'm not calling out Paxton Lynch the person. I don't know Paxton Lynch the person. I know Paxton Lynch, according to a lot of people, isn't that you know type A dog like leader personality, which is you need at the quarterback position, which a Kirk Cousins is, which a uh, Baker Mayfield is, which signs point to a Josh Allen is. So he's a bust. Let's 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 just get that out there. I I understand there's some of you that'll disagree, but. I'm fairly confident to just straight up say you're wrong. He is a bust, and he they need to clear this quarterback room the best they can. The only guy I'd be interested in seeing back in strictly a backup role would be a Brock Osweiler, um, but it seems like they're going to let him go test free agency, but you never know. He could be back. Who knows if there's going to be other teams interested in him. So we, uh, we don't know. And I talked a little bit earlier about Mike Evans and his stance on the Kirk Cousins situation. It's like, and all he comes back with the same thing. Oh, you're talking about a quarterback who's um, who's went seven and nine, who's under 500, who didn't go to the playoffs, and this and that and this and that. It's use your eyes, Mike. Use your damn eyes. The guy is a top 10 quarterback. I know he's not Brady, he's not Breeze, he's not Rodgers. I know that. But he's right there with the Matt Ryans, with the Philip Rivers at this point in his career. I'm, and on, in my honest opinion, Ben Roethlisberger has fallen out of that Brady, Breeze, Rodgers area, and, and, and Cousins is right there with a Ben. You go all in on Cousins. I'm going to continue to say it. You'll probably hear me say it every episode until hopefully he is a Bronco he is the guy, and I'll tell Mike Evans straight up, he's wrong. He wants to sit there and argue, well, well, wouldn't you rather just wait and go with a, a cheaper opportunity, uh, go with a, a Luke Falk or a, a Mason Rudolph in the second round? And I'm like, that's great. I like, you. I like your thought process, but if you have the opportunity to bring in a proven top 10 quarterback right now, why would you want to worry about a mid-round pick on a quarterback that you don't know if they're going to even become an average? You don't even know if they're going to be as good as Simeon or an Osweiler or even Lynch. So if you have the opportunity to go all in on a top 10 proven quarterback at this moment in time, you want to talk about his record, ask Stink. That's a dysfunctional organization in Washington. They have one of the worst owners in all of sports. So you absolutely go all in on Cousins. So I strongly, strongly, strongly disagree with Mike Evans. And I, I think one day Mike Evans might come around if, if uh, Cousins ends up uh, in Denver and proves him wrong and gets the Broncos back in the playoffs and everything. So. Um, like I said, it's it's kind of slow at this moment in time. We're still six weeks away from free agency starting, and then another, you know, what, uh, almost six weeks from then, uh, the draft coming up. So, but about six weeks from now, it's really, 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 really going to pick up. So, um, we're going to kind of close it out for today's show or this week's show, and just kind of, you know, it's 
if you want to watch the Senior Bowl on Saturday, watch it. Take everything you see with a uh, grain of salt. You you don't want to go all in on the game because practice in the meetings is what matters. And we've heard about a lot of guys impressing, especially the two quarterbacks, uh, Baker Mayfield and Josh Allen. So it's 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 going to be interesting as as the weeks uh, pass and as we get closer to free agency in the draft. Um, so just keep tuning in every week, and I'm going to do my best to provide you with any information that will help you develop a, an educated opinion on uh, what you'd like to see the Broncos do. So as we wrap it up, just don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Talk Broncos Josh, and on Facebook, you just search for Let's Talk Broncos, and you can find every episode on SoundCloud and iTunes, which I will share the links on both Twitter and Facebook. And I just wanted to thank you for joining me for uh, episode three of Let's Talk Broncos, and I hope you enjoyed it, and I hope you continue to tune in.